All right, here we are. Uh, this is episode one, season three of the Deke Snipe Silly Podcast. Uh, hard to believe it's been three years, but here we are into our third season. So we're a little behind the game when it comes to our start. Normally we start in the preseason. This year we kind of let it run a little bit to see how things would go, and it's not going overly well for the Leafs. We're heavy into uh, into the Leafs fandom here at, uh, at DSC, but we cover a lot of other things around the league, uh, hot topic issues uh, in and around hockey. Um, so, uh, again, follow us, give us a like, all that good stuff, but you'll catch us on Twitter at Silly Deke, www.deeksnipesilly.ca, on Facebook slash Deeksnipesilly, and of course, if you're a listener, you'll get our audio podcast on uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, really, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all of the above. Uh, you can listen to Deeksnipesilly on your drive to work. So, again, guys. Welcome back, my co-hosts, uh, Carly, Chad, and Patty. We've got a new uh, a new sponsor on board for this season. It's DHP, the Delaney Hockey Program. A lot more on those soon, but you'll catch their logo right now in the intro. So, without further ado, titter-tatter. Let's get at her. All right, guys. So here we are, uh, season three. I can't actually. I, I I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, season three. Like that's actually now we're not like rookies anymore. Well, Patty was a rookie last year, but now he's into a sophomore yeah. season. Hopefully, no sophomore <laughs> no excuses anymore now. No, we've got you know what? We've got people like over the last few weeks asking when it's all starting up again. So nice. Well, people know back. about us. Like they know about us. <laughs> Whoever you are, pro thank you. No, so <laughs> yeah. They may uh, be at the Wednesday Night Cornhole League, but they know about us. Well, that's the main thing. Long as hey, man, word, still long as word of mouth is doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. No. Well, as, as mentioned in the intro, we do have a uh, we do have a new uh, new sponsor on board this year. So I will before we get started on that, um, throw out a big thank you, of course, to our sponsor from season one and season two, uh, PHG Sports out of uh, out of Whitby, Ontario. Without the contribution from those guys, uh, we wouldn't be in a season three. So, uh, again, huge shout out to those guys. That'll be, that'll be the last time uh, you hear from us on them. Uh, because we do have a new uh, new sponsor on board, uh, DHP, the Delaney Hockey Program. It's a, it's a local hockey school here in Newfoundland. Um, oddly enough, the four of us all have ties to uh, to DHP. We'll talk about that some more uh, at another date. But uh, so pumped to have uh, have the Delaney's uh, come on board and sponsor the podcast. Uh, they'll be on for a few words too, uh, hopefully in a, in a couple episodes' time. And we'll talk some uh, some youth hockey with those guys. But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. Uh, tonight is uh, Season 3, Episode 1 of the DSC Podcast with your host, Kylie Murren, Babyface Patty Phillips, and Babyface Chad Newman. Why didn't I get a baby face? Because you got more facial hair than two of the boys, obviously. <laughs> right? It's, it's possible, you. man. I was like thrown off when the cams came on. I was like, yeah, no, it's it's clearly November the 1st. Because yeah. actually it looks it's like Chad might have pushed out part of, a, part of a beard between like this morning and this evening. Five yeah, o'clock shadow. I think I'm going to go do one of those lazy shades. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need. So, Patty, what do you, what do you say you're going to roll out with and have a stash? You're going to be the, the, the handlebar. Ella Wendell Clark, or it's going to be the cartel look from Austin. Oh, the pencil. 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah I will not be dying uh, the mustache, but all to a great cause, of course. All to a great cause. Chad, what about you? Um, probably Ned Flanders. I like it. Oh, That's yes, what I'm going to go like with. It. Yeah. I approve. I approve of that. Super troopers kind of deal. Yeah. At the upper left port, yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, what we're going to do, guys, it's Movember. Movember is a great cause, of course, raising money uh, cancer for cancer causes. I'm all, but any, any charities that raise money for cancer. But uh, we'll link both of the boys, uh, both of the boys, uh, Movembers. Are you, are you setting up your proper Movember accounts? I'm assuming, yes. Done. Mine is done. done. I've seen Patty. Mine's not done yet, but i got to yeah. get it on. Yeah, get around to go. So. We'll uh, we'll link your accounts, and if anybody uh, from our wide fan base right across the world wants to uh, wants to donate to uh, to a great cause, check out the boys uh, Movember, and you can uh, you'll get your updates here anyway. You'll see them uh, hopefully each week, and <laughs> we'll give you updates on the growth. Uh, hopefully not in Kylie's case. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So how was, uh, how was the summer treating you guys? We haven't really, we, our last podcast, you know, I had, to, I went back and looked our last podcast was before the Leafs started the playoffs. We had uh super fan Curtis on from Alberta. That was our last right. podcast. We have to get him back. Oh, I never got to, I never got to see him. No, uh, I don't imagine that'll be a problem at all. He's, no. I, I've talked to him a few times since he's deadly. He's a great Same. dude. What you he's see is what you get. Awesome. Hope he yeah. don't lose his job because like, he, I just saw him pick up like five game used jerseys from last oh, year. Oh yeah, he got skates, he got gloves, he got a couple of new mannequins. Oh yeah. Well, he's starting to give it away now too. I see he gave away a set of Nila yeah. and the gloves the other day on a on a like a luggage oh, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, where's yeah, where's this giveaway happening? It's over now. But <laughs> no, you got to be on Twitter. You got to be tweeting yeah, up like yeah, I'm, I'm Twitter lazy. Maybe Elon Twitter. will get me uh, using this. So what about you, Carly? Eight bucks a month, you can be verified. Eight bucks a month, you can be verified. <laughs> I thought it was twenty. Oh, that was eight, eight bucks today. Eight bucks or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, good. it's coming Still. down. Cheaper than Netflix, and it's just as entertaining. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Kylie, how was your summer? Mm, same old, same old. Work. Mm. Work. Hot. We had a beautiful mm. summer, though. I mean, it was. It was crazy. Uh, it was really good watching baseball because, I mean, it. it it's not hockey, but it's just fun. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, I have a friend at work who always gives me shit for, oh, baseball's not a real sport. It's like, no, boy, watch it. Like it's entertaining. Mm. It might not be the full nine innings, but then I got to see my first Blue Jays game. That was fun. So yeah, that was really love... summer. But you made a little they... trip down to uh, see the Leafs as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, there you go. Yeah, they played their preseason while we were there. But... Run into anybody interesting while you were at the stadium? <laughs> not at all no, i'm just kidding of course that was so amazing for him to do every time i see my dad yeah. he still talks about it still talks about it and uh, did not expect that at all like just pretty much wanted to meet joe in person and say hello get a picture introduce my parents and he just took us and was like come on and he showed us everything i don't know if you guys did I, I don't know if i ever send you guys all the videos but um like we were in the room that say Dubis and all those guys would have just been in like literally 30 seconds before that and um, got to see like the video replay and like how they do everything. And I was like playing with all the stuff. They're like, oh, do whatever you want. It was it was awesome. So for anybody who doesn't know, she's referring to longtime legend, Hockey Hall of Fame inductee, Joe Bowen, the voice of Toronto Maple Leafs. Friend yeah. of the show, too. Friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. We don't have a lot of those. That's the accolade that matters. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Patty? What was your summer shaped up like? Oh, lots of camping, coaching Norris baseball, trying to stay away from thoughts of the Leafs and all that good stuff. And uh, just back from two weeks down Myrtle Beach on vacation. So uh, actually 
you know what? I think it was the last game or the game in uh, the game in LA or Vegas or one. I think it was the Vegas one. It's the first one actually. First game I saw, full game. Couldn't really get it down in the in the states anywhere. It wasn't streaming too well from any site. Uh, but yeah, no, the summer was fantastic. Uh, fortunately, we caught the uh, first Jays playoff game and had an opportunity to meet Elliot Friedman. So. Collie's not the only one meeting some slebs. <laughs> and uh, you met Jordan Romano last time you were yes, there. Yes, I met Jordan Romano. I can't remember much about that one. I was three sheets on that one. Oh, I, uh, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, he was that pretty good. But uh, I asked Elliot, I said, what's your thoughts on the Leafs season? He said, I think you're going to be great. So that's what I'm going with. Come on through. Come through, Elliot. Come through. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, what celebrities do you rub shoulders with this summer? <laughs> Jeez, let me Where think. Where do I start? <laughs> I don't know. I might have Snook. seen Terry Ryan at the supermarket. <laughs> but it's, that's about as close as I got to anybody, I think. But uh, yeah, the weather was amazing. Uh, like Kali said, we got to watch a nice young Toronto team with all kinds of upside and swag with the early exit. That was nice in the offseason to watch some baseball. for change. Uh, yeah, uh, that was good. I'm not so sour about that. I mean, who was going to compete with the Yankees and Astros this year anyway? Um, just sad the way that, it man, happened. Just, yeah, of course. It always is. I mean, a little meltdown at the end and whatever. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, just uh, didn't do a whole lot. Did a week out of rum vacationing and uh, lots of kids' activities and baseball and swimming. We just about swam, I think, five days a week. So <laughs> nice. that's what we were doing, keeping cool. How about you? Uh, if I list off all the things I got into the summer, we'd be here for a while. Yeah. So, I, been, I had a real busy summer. Like I said, we, the same old same for me. I was coaching kids softball and basketball this year. We, we started an outdoor basketball league for, for children out here. So that was something new and, and it was a hit. It was a really, really great, uh, great thing. It's the weather again, like you said, for anybody who's watching their very first podcast, we live in Newfoundland, uh, you know, in Canada and, uh, and our summers are not traditionally, they're not bad, but not like we had this summer. This summer was very little rain at all uh, the entire year, the entire uh, two, three months of summer that we get. Uh, temperatures were high every day. It was just, it was, it was, I've humidity. never seen a summer like it. Yeah. And, and it wasn't humidity. even windy. No. It's usually windy. Even if it's sunny here in the summertime and nice, it's usually yeah. windy. Yeah. It, it wasn't was even pristine windy. summer. Like, yeah, if, you know nice. what? If we, we get crapped on over the winter. I'll Fun, take it. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. I love the winter anyway. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring on the snow days. Other than that, over the winter or over the summer, I took on another position with a another recreation type outfit over my hometown of Winterton. Where there were, Buddy, uh, you guy, don't stop. I know. A guy purchased a church over there from Hollywood and like, yeah. he's coming in to record music and stuff. And I got on board with that project. So that's been real exciting. And, and let me tell you, all kinds of interesting. Like, yeah. I'll chat Do with you guys some more about that. That's that's not what this podcast is about. I can make another podcast based on that alone. It's it's ridiculously interesting stuff. But yeah, my summer was jam packed, and of course, my kids come first and foremost. We did a little bit of camping, a little bit of this and that. We was come home here, of course, a lot of events around that. But that was a great summer, guys. I'm glad you guys are back, and we're back at it at uh, at uh, DSC. So uh, I think without further ado, we dive into where we sit currently. Where are we at for the Leafs season? Because we're all Leafs fans. Let's just dive into it. Uh, what, are we 10 games in? Nine games in? I don't even know. 10. 10. ten. So we're 10 games in to, a, to, a, uh, to an 82-game season. Um, the sky is falling, clearly, among the media and the fan base. Um, warranted or not, Patty? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know what? There's so many holes 
right now. I don't know. I, I can't even comment on what's going good. Um, like Willie's been no doubt the best player. Um, you know what? Everybody talked about the gold handling in the off season, how that's going to be our doom and gloom. It's probably like, I'm totally fine with Samson. I know Murray's hurt. Um, not too comfortable Chagrin in there, although he did play well the other night, kept us in it. Um, Wouldn't I just think, <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? I, I just don't know what to see positive about it thus far. Um, yes, I think everything goes by Matthews and Murner. Once they start going, maybe everything else goes. I really don't know what else Dubas can do. We'll talk about that a little bit later, yeah, but sure. uh, I, I just don't do not know what else he can do. So, so while while Patty was down south getting his tan on, he missed a few games, which is uncharacteristic, Patty. Uh, yes. You're in Florida. You're doing your thing. You're drinking all the booze, getting all the rays. Uh, Chad got to watch all the games. So from from game one to game ten, have you seen? Have you have, in your estimation, Chad? Do you think it's gotten better or worse? I don't know. It's pretty flat line to me because I mean, JT is rolling. God love him. You know, JT is showing up and he's here to play. But uh, Nealon are getting moved off his line and Marner are getting the bench kind of thing and getting sour and taken off and coming back. And all this talk about Keith is just, there's a, it's a pretty, a pretty dark shadow so far this year. And October usually sucks anyway. So I'm just prepared. It's November 1st. I'm happy about that. Um, let's just see where it goes from here. Maybe they turn a page or maybe a big change is coming. And uh, Justin Hall has got to be better. Uh I don't know. I guess there's a lot of gaps that need to be filled, like Lilligram being hurt and, uh, you know, Muzzin being hurt. I mean, there's a big challenge at the beginning of the year, and it's uh, people are going to demand answers early. So, well, talk, you know what's talking about a big November change. November 1st. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the big change, that's where I want to lend it to Kylie and see what she got to say because out of, of the four of us, there's nobody who reads more who's more in touch with what's going on social media wise. She's our Twitter expert. She does all that good stuff. Um, Kali, do you expect big change remotely soon? Or do you think that no. key, uh, that Dubas, do you think Dubas is going to ride it out? I think he's going to ride it out maybe till at least 20 games in at least I think right now you can't solely blame it on Keith because the players just are not performing. You can say they quit on Keith, but yet, Today in the media availability, they're all like, no, he's a great coach. We love Kiefer, you know, all the praise. I don't think, if anything is going to happen, in my opinion, it'll be a trade before any kind of firings. I'm I'm the opposite. I, I think if they lose tomorrow night in Philly, and I forget who they have after that, I, I, don't, I think it's game by game right now. I don't think they give him another 10 games. Like, I won't be yeah. shocked if something do happen, but that's just a consensus around on the media today and on Twitter like a, and whatnot. A, a 20 game evaluation after first round exits. Like I agree. His evaluation is not, is not 10 games. His evaluation goes back. I'm not saying yeah. the fire keep, I think it's the most likely move. Cause I don't think, as we said earlier, I don't think there's one move the Leafs can make to make that team better because there's so many underperforming players on that team that if they were, if that, if they were going, it would be a different story. So like trading one of your, your top, core like it's, it's not like who who are you going to trade and make a difference i don't need to trade the name or matthew nice is not going nowhere maybe robertson goes somewhere and you bring someone back in your top four on defense but that's but realistically gotta, the only move we can expect well true but the way i look at it is this is pretty well the same team that we've had for years you know there's a couple we'll say key pieces if you want to you know hyman even mikhaev 
Campbell, um, even though he's not doing so great. Um, but uh, the thing is, I remember reading or hearing or whatever earlier this year how the Leafs completely almost changed their systems. I'm not making excuses for them by any means. But to me right now, it's like they're just overthinking every step. Instead of just playing hockey and going with what they do best, it's like they're they're trying to rewire their brains to do go against their intuition, if that makes sense. I don't know. That's just kind of how I interpret it. No, it's, it's, it's becoming an effort thing as well. Like, oh, 100%. Like I never they, doubted your efforts before. I, I know a lot of folks did. But I'm, I'm starting to, to doubt some of your efforts right now. And, God, there was a play last week. I think uh, – who's that against Dallas or whatever? Massey's coming back in the zone. Everybody's blaming Hall on this play. No, oh, Massey's it was Matthews 100%. too. Yeah, yeah, and Massey's just let some blow by him. Like that was Logan Couture. Yeah, yeah, Logan Couture, San Jose game. Yeah. yeah, so it's like like those things can't happen. I know it's one-offs, but – And the coach side often. of things, though, uh, in regards to that comment in firing Sheldon, we're still playing Babcock. So – and then we still have Sheldon – under contract for this season and next season. So that's two coaches that you would be paying right now and a third. Now, I mean, that's nothing on MLSE. They're, we found out today, obviously, they're worth billions of dollars. But I just I just feel like they're not going to because at this point, we know that core and we know that team can do what they do best. Just right now, there's something missing. I, I have a theory on the firings, by the way. What's that? I, I have a theory that it starts at the top. And not Perhaps. at the coach's level. I think that it's only going to be so long that ownership is going to look at this before. Because, again, we're owned by what? We're owned by television companies, That's right? That's another thing, yeah. too, right? though. It's like you can – they were talking about this on Leafs Lunch the other day. It's like, let's say the Ottawa Senators was owned by – oh, my God. What's his name again? Melnick. Melnick. Yeah. Eugene Melnick. Um, so he was, you know, sole responsible for that team. And he was the one who could make decisions and, you know, put the axe down when it was needed. Leafs don't have that. They literally have a board of directors. They all have to vote on things. This this stuff don't just happen like that. So unless this is something leading up to, you know, they got a, a worst case scenario situation ready to go, and then we have trots coming on in. I don't know. It was on Twitter today that he bought a property apparently in Toronto. I don't. I haven't fact checked that. Obviously, it could be a complete troll job. But um, I mean. They either quit on Keith or they really do like Keith, and they're just. Terrible. Messed up with their systems mm. right now because, like, we Maybe did see a glimpse of a... we did see a glimpse of hope the other night. I will say that until complete third down, third period meltdown, whatever happened. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they've quit on Keith too much. Not yet. I don't That's, believe it. I need the Wayne train to come into practice and give someone the uh, Bortuzzo treatment and kickstart Stop. the uh, team there. Give it a good kick in the ass, like happen. St. Louis got that time. They melted down, and the next thing they know, the big fight in practice, yeah. and what they turn around and win the cup. Right. Like so. I, I don't always buy this whole thing quitting on the coach, anyways. No. Like how, how does a team of twenty plus players, oh, every one of them quit quitting on the team? Like maybe it's a trickle effect that if if a Matthews it's, gave up on Keith, it's not listening. One it's, bad it's, apple. It's not well, a quitting, on it's bad not cop, quitting issue. It's not yeah. a quitting issue. It's I, I really believe it's a failure of it's a failure of the coach to properly prepare the team to play. Yeah. Because like I mean, there's no debate in the skill set in our top six. It's, I well, mean, what was the excuse last year then? He led our team to like a, a franchise record. 
He came in underneath Babcock's wing and had a great record too. Like he's no doubt a winning coach. So what's the excuse? Well, this is this is my big hang right? up because like Patty Patty mentioned a minute ago, going back and looking at history and talking about first round exits under Keith. I'm like, yeah, but you better be careful how far back in the history of Keith you go, because you'll soon discover he's the winningest, the winningest coach in the history of the franchise. Exactly. Right. So like, you're gonna fire that guy and then hope that somebody else comes in and just writes the ship. I I don't know. I, I don't I, think it fire him at the end of the season. How many coaches <laughs> you have to go through? How many coaches do you have to go through before you point the finger at the damn players? Yeah. No, no. Think and, about and listen, that. The there's problem is, though, you, pointing they're professionals. To, they shouldn't need to be coached. But pointing to play, the, play hockey, pointing at the players as a fault in a salary cap, and we all know all the oh, reasons. Oh, I know. Like that's another. Nothing will change. Sure. The easiest, the easiest change to make is a fired coach. Because I don't think a, I still don't think there's one trade that you can make that improves this team. The biggest well, change I mean, you need to make there is a culture change. Yes. It's been there long before these guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a looms. tweet. That's the ghost in the freaking dress, dressing room. It's a culture thing. You're at the. You're. They got to the stop playing that Gord Downey song. <laughs> That's hey, what got to Watch your mouth. Watch no, it. nothing against him. How did this go but on, Gord Downey? No, but it's literally about it's about a curse and the Leafs not winning a cup till what's mm. his name's body was found. Like Perelko, oh, the fifty minutes. Yes, Bill Perelko. Oh, okay. Like so. Yeah, that's that. Okay, that's let me, I'm just gonna stop I right there. If Carly is gonna blame the tragically hip for what's going on with the Leafs, it's over here. Like you've been voted off the island. I'm not. Okay. Vote, I'm not. It's not them. I'm saying they if have anything to stop ended, playing the that song. trade ended. The Gretzky trade ended at, over the summer, did it not? Mm. And it some did. people say that's the curse. The last piece of the. And Gretzky they also trade said Zadina Chara was the curse. He just retired. Yeah, so all songs so like, are pointing out somewhere, but I just think it's a culture change. It's Toronto. It's the center of the hockey universe. It's, it's the billion-dollar franchise. The rink is built on Indian it. burial grounds. That's about as good as change. Possible. Uh, a tweet that really got me uh, a couple of days ago was, I can't remember who it was, but they, they tweeted, you know what the least could really use? Players like Nazem Kadri and Zach Hyman. And I was like, oh, you're so right. Because <laughs> like I, I never want to hear he got I, traded because of suspensions again. He's a four point five million dollar player for a third line center. Give it up. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't the Nazem country he is right now. So yes, he was. Same as Mason. Same as Mason. Just, no, but same as Mason March. Oh, uh, he was a third line center. But you, can, yeah, of course, which we need right now. But so was Kerfoot. So yeah. no, I don't I mean, think that makes a difference. I I really don't. It's easy to look back and see success player other players are having, and and they look they, they appear to have all the attributes of a team. We have parts of that right now. What they can bring, but but, but do we have do player. we have players though? Do we have players that are going to drag other people into the fight? Do we have anybody we, like that? You were before we jumped on here. We were just watching the Rangers and Philly. I think they're playing. Yeah. Um, and like just there, I don't know if you guys watched it because just then at the end of the period was like this oh. entire little scrum that went on for five minutes. All the players were into it, just face washing, just up in each other's face. Like you can tell that they were cursing at each other and getting right into it. And I couldn't wait to watch the next period. Just that. You don't have to fight. That's you don't have to I'm beat saying. the shit out of somebody. Just something. Face wash them. Anything. Yeah, just compete. put your arm around his shoulder. Just do something. Mm -hmm. And then it gets yeah. the rest of the team ready to go. Like, of course, it gets me ready to go. I'm here like, oh, <laughs> yeah. and I'm on my couch. So, I mean, it's just like science. Well, I mean, do you, do you remember Jason Spitzer going out and, and taking yes. a four-game suspension? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, who who in the right mind pegs Jason Spitzer as the guy who's got to do that other than Jason Spitzer when he looks around and realizes nobody else is going to? Exactly. That man should be on our bench. Uh, or behind it. 
Well, mm-hmm. both. Well, you know what I mean. Yep. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. If anybody, if he's going to lose his job to anybody, it should be to Spezza. I know he's never coached before, but he got assistance. He got everybody. Well, he's earned him. it with the low salary every year for the role he played right? in the Eater that or got. strap your skates back on, bruh, and get out nice. No, that's also very uh, yeah. true. I'm not convinced on the whole toughness thing. The whole rubbing the face and all this stuff. I, I don't know. It's the easy thing to always pick on the Leafs that they don't have the grit, the toughness, and those things. I don't know how that translates to success. But but I I, th- I think it also, Patty. Like I think I really truly believe that when 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 there are players on your team who are exerting that kind of emotion, if they're not on the score sheet for for points and they're doing that, it's, it's got it's got to get a fire going in your belly. If you're an Austin Matthews or a Mitch Marner, you're seeing you're seeing your guys that are who are making no money compared to you, who are getting into the, the, the tough spaces, you know, picking up for teammates. I don't know if, if it don't, if it don't pump you up for a game, then you shouldn't, I don't think you should have skates on. That's, that's my theory behind the toughness. And I don't think, yes, I, does it make a huge it's difference? To, it's to impact. The it's a difference. Impact is different. That's just my theory. And I mean, whatever, it's probably wrong. Cause again, I'm in my basement, but yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I I'm, I'm grasping at straws here because like I said, this, this is pretty dire. And I mean, I'm not usually the guy to jump on the bandwagon of holy, holy cow, this is bad. But like, it's it's bad, right? I mean, last year we had a few excuses. We had Peter Mrazek as our goalie, who was never really very good, uh, along with Jack Campbell, who had an okay start. Austin Matthews was injured last year. Right? Yeah, he had, he had a bum wrist. So I that, think it's a confidence play right now. As much as they say they haven't lost their confidence, yeah, you they get that offense going, they get their top line going, everything floats from there. Like every line is shouldering a, a lot of responsibility now, and I, I don't know if they should be. When you're yeah. two-time Rocker Richard winning players on your team and he's not producing and not into it, or it's not just him. I'm just saying as an example that Mitch Mariner's not into it, Bunting's not into it, the whole freaking team's not into it. I don't mean into it. I just we feel like if Matthews was rolling and Matt and Marner was rolling and you know, he was out there doing his Marner dipsy doodles and all that fun stuff. It'd be mm-hmm. fun again. And they're not having fun right now. No. Slumping. You know what? The, the, the two mistakes that Marner made last game, nine times out of 10, like that doesn't happen to Marner. It's, it's in the spotlight right now. As I said earlier, like I'm all for, I think benching him for that one shift. Like you had to set a precedent right there. Because if that ha- had to happen to a fourth line player where they turn the puck over twice, mm-hmm. they're going to be on the bench. So if you don't do it to Mariner, then you've got to. Like, I wonder who's calling the shots in the dressing room these days. Like, multiple times, Keith over the years have had, has had to come out and apologize for comments that he's made in the media. Like, I think that was some silly. So I don't uh, even think what he said was that bad. No, I know. And then to have to backpedal on it. Like, it's only, I think he backpedaled on it because of the media. Yeah. I don't think it was because of anything to do with the players, but a lot of people do. So, I mean, who am I to know? And, and we don't know. This is this is the catch. All we know is it was a story, yet another storyline. Well, I think it might have been, let's say, Dubis or whoever saying, like, you got to shush this down now because it's in creating a media storm now and everybody was going crazy over it. So I think he did it for the media, in my opinion. But then again, because the players said they didn't even know about it until Keith brought it up to them. Well, maybe. Uh, and maybe They not. don't go home and watch the media availabilities. Marner said today, he said, I haven't had social media on my phone in months. He said, I don't watch TV because they were like, oh, you don't watch like hockey games or whatever. And he said, honestly, I watch Twitch and Netflix and I play video games. 
Like I said, mm -hmm. I don't pay attention to any of that. He said, if my, if I call my, he said, my dad might. And he said, if he, I'll hang, I hang up on him if he starts to talk about things that like are being said. So like he wants no part of it. So he, they don't know what's going on. So I mean, that's they, just they got professional opinion. sports psychologists telling them, you know, how to handle things as well. Oh my and God. You're, yes. gonna be, you're also playing in the Toronto market. How do you handle that? They have professionals to tell you how yeah. to handle that. And if that's what and they're they telling need him. It. Well, I tell you, you guys are onto something there for sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you get Matthews and Mariner going. Watch out. Everything changes. Be, forgot. Yeah. As I, usual, because we usually go through this during the year at some point anyway. Because mm -hmm. I do I do not mind the team that they have there. I, I thought they went out and filled some good holes. Um yes, they can improve like no other like every other team could use better D, all those things. Always. If the two of the boys starts going offensively, mm -hmm. limit the mistakes, then just watch out. Well, my, my issue with the current lineup is that there's there's a couple of players there who, or well, there's one player there who needs to to go that I just don't, I just don't see the usefulness of Justin Hall. The other, the other players that I see on the lineup, there's three more players that really, I, I don't, I don't particularly have any use for, and that's Ingvall. Pierre Engvall. I mean, I was never a big fan. He finished strong last year, and I backpedaled. I said, you know, no, you know, give the guys due. I yeah. still don't think he earned a raise, but anyway, no. whatever. Um, he finished the season reasonably strong and had a decent, decent showing. And he's good on the penalty kill. He's good on the penalty yeah, kill. Not, you know, but again, he's not I, Mikheyev, he, but... he doesn't really show me enough. Uh, Obey Kubel, I, I don't really get it. I, you brought him in from a winning team, but it's not like he wasn't like an impactful player on that team. Other than no. Denton the Cup, nobody would have knew who he was, I don't think. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the Aston Reese pickup. And Yarncourt has been me. Yeah. Yarn Cork, I would have thought. For somebody who you're investing in for four years, he would like he's our longest standing Leafs contract right now, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't ten to, games in though. They I don't want to knock him yet though. Good chance, right? yeah. yeah, brand new team. They're all, all slumping of them. except for JT. Right? Exactly. Like we can't. I don't know. Hmm. We're blaming a lot of shit on Matthews and Mariner, but it's also them too. We got they'll get going. But the other guy, yeah. and this is one that everyone's always always got a contentious on is Alex Kerfoot, right? To me, I love Kerfoot. Uh, listen, I do too. If he had a spot on the team, wow, right? that's true. Like, yeah, like what, 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 what's what's Kerfoot's job? Like, some someone please tell me what his job is. Yeah, I, I understand Zach he can Hyman. play anywhere in the lineup. I get it, but like, what's his yeah. what's his gig? What is it? What are we paying him three point five million dollars for? He's a uh, Zach standby. Hyman who can play center. He might not be as skilled. Like, I don't yeah. know how he no. actually is, but he just does stupid things. He the does fact that he things. can skate with the voice. Is the reason why he can go up and down a lot. His speed is his our, biggest attribute. Our Swiss Army knife. But that's where, but that's where, but that's where it ends. Like he, he's just he doesn't hit. Man. He doesn't score. I, I don't know what he. I said this earlier last year, and then he went on a, on a bit of a run. He gets like hot and cold, hey. If you're not scoring, you better be out there hitting and and doing defending something. really, really well, doing something. Engvall, same boat. Like if you're not scoring, yeah. you better be out there doing something else. Send them into like fantasy. I know Chad, you play. I don't know if the guys do, but. You know, the stat lines are there. If they are all zeros, there's something wrong. There should be something, whether it's a shot or a block. You want a couple of yeah. those filled in. I don't care if they're all ones. Something. I really think that they're undervaluing Wayne Simmons, too. I understand he's not Wayne Simmons from the Flyers He can't play days. every game, but you could definitely get him in every second game. <sighs> but, I mean, at least he brings some fire with him, right? And, again, he, he set up a decent goal there the other day, him and Clifford. The, 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 fort, the fort line generated something. I don't... Mm -hmm. Like at least, at least there's somebody on the bench. See, so he's only gonna play four or five minutes a game anyway. At least there's somebody who, Clifford too. who win, win this, win this team. Oh, me too. I, I play both of them on Fortline. Wouldn't have an issue with it. But 
when 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 you see that flat line that Chad was talking about, when when the coach looks and says, "Man, this team needs some, a spark," you tap Simmons on the shoulder and you say, "Go out and, and take a penalty. Go and run yeah. somebody right through the glass, right? Yeah. Go and start a fight. Go something. Wake these boys up because that's what they need. Sometimes they just need to wake up." And I think guys like Clifford and Simmons can provide that. And yeah, the, the Fort Line could possibly potentially produce more goals if you put Obey Kubel and Zach Aston Reese on it because they're in better shape or what. But the odds of the Fort Line scoring is next to none normally. So why not put players who can impact the game in a different way? If we, Zach well, Aston Reese is hitting people, I enjoy that. Yeah, I, I do after. too. Yeah, I do too. I, people, so. I got no issue with him as a player, but like I said, I, I really, really, really would like to see somebody on that lineup who could wake the team up, throw that big hit. That I mean, I mean, I want to mean big. I mean, like the, you know, the, the one that everybody goes ooh, you know, and like you know, five or six people go running for that guy with gloves off. Like, yeah, it and needs to make an impact. Well, impact is really like that's that's my whole thing for this episode is impact. All right. So oh, I was going to say, um, speaking of big hits, did you guys see the big hit Lilligren had in the Marley's game? I don't know. If oh. not, go check Twitter because it's on there. And yeah, it was sick. Like he stood a guy up like center ice. It was awesome. Well, more by the blue line, but middle of the ice. When and, was that? Uh, that was uh, the first game he played in with the Marley's. Okay. So go check that out. I, I'll find it when we get off this and I'll send you guys the link. Yes, please. But, do. Um, yeah, it was. Um, and if anybody listen, haven't seen it, go have a look. Um, there's a guy who tweets like all clips of Marley's games. And I'm pretty sure I can find his name really quick if it's the guy I'm thinking it is. Nick Barden, his name is. So he's oh, yeah. just yeah, at, at Nick Barden, B-A-R-D-E-N. Um, he has all kinds of like all kinds of good Marley's updates and growlers. He stays on board with like all kinds of prospects and stuff. So he keeps you updated there. But anyway, yeah, go have a look. It was awesome. And uh, he is, I think, eligible to come back with the Leafs on Saturday's game. Mm. Has to be 10 games and 24 days, which would bring us. We already played 10 games, but he has to do the 24 days, which would bring us to Thursday, I think. I will say that I, I don't know what the solution here is. I will tell you that Timothy Lilligren is not it. However, no, he's not going to make this help. team. He's not going to make them any worse. Uh, because like like Patty has pointed out many, 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 many a times, is that Justin Hall is not a terrible defenseman. He's just not playing in the right place. So if we can shuffle That's down said, the lineup. So I said, he should be in Newfoundland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, maybe Lilligren slots in and, and, and takes less of the pressure off of, off of Mr. Hall. Well, but anyway. We have two righties, and that's the yeah. two of them. So no, That's true. Uh, in any case, like I said, there are no answers. There are no right answers at this point anyway. No one knows, and that's why we're all in limbo. That's why we talked about this for creeping up on an hour. Uh, let's finish off with uh, with predictions then. So we got the Flyers up next. What do you guys think? Kylie, what are you feeling? Win or lose? it got to be a win. it got to be. How many losses can we have? It's November. It's a new month. The Buds like to play good in November. We know that in previous years, not just last season, but if I want to say, well, I can't say the season before because that started in like January, but you know what I mean. Um, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say a win. Uh, let's say goal from Matthews is going to get another one. He's I, starting his streak. I wouldn't, I would, I'll never bet against Matthews. I will bet against Leafs in this situation because it's, it's by far the most uninspiring hockey that I've watched in, uh, I don't know if I've ever watched any, like that California trip was brutal. That was absolutely They're back brutal. home. They're, you know, they've had a couple days to reset. They're back with their families. They're not on a stupid time 
Listen, I, I love your positivity. I do. I just think you're wrong. And I'm usually the negative one. <laughs> and that's, fa that's a fact. How about you, so, Patty? What are you feeling, man? I'm saying 4-2 win. They're going to win. They're gonna get gonna Philly on a back-to-back. Hurt yep. was in tonight. And that was a one nothing Rangers win in OT. So nice. I'm going with the 4-2 win. I think okay. if they lose, Keith is done. That's my prediction. Ooh. Ooh, I say there's Ultimatum. a trade. Yeah. I'll say there's a trade by this time next week, if this next three days, because we have a very tough schedule. We have Philly tomorrow night. Then we have Boston Saturday night on a back-to-back. -back. Then we have Carolina the next day in Carolina at 5 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we've, been full... we've been losing in fine fashion to terrible teams. Look at what's right? coming we up. We play good against – like, look, Winnipeg was a good team. I know Vegas was kind of a write-off, but mm – -hmm. Winnipeg was a Playing good down team. the levels real too. Right. So they showed up against Winnipeg, which was nice. Um, and then we know that they have like this thing going with Winnipeg, I guess, since the Canadian division. We're playing Boston, which we have a, you know, thing against. Philly is the Broad Street Bullies. So that should be a good game. And I mean, we always have fun games against Carolina. There's mm -hmm. no mistake in that between oh, that's be a 10 goal game for sure. Crazy like goals and. Go on your Tipsy. betting app today and bet the over on on goals because it will hit. Yeah, Chad, what do you think, Philly? I was just going to say four to two Leafs. I'll say five to two. And Robertson's going to have a three point night for my hockey pool and show me why I picked them. He's a scratch. Oh shit! Right. Mm. I'm mind. sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, five mm. two Philly. Five two Philly and Robertson has a <laughs> three point night with the Marlies. All right, I'm gonna say loss, and I'm gonna because I just I can feel it in my soul, unfortunately. So I'm sorry, guys. I hope you'll forgive me, but I think seven to two for the Flyers, Whoa. and uh, I mean like, I mean like soul crushing, like fully burning it down because I didn't think it could get to where we were. I, we lost. To the Our group chat's gonna be like lit oh, tomorrow night <laughs> after all these predictions. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna it's gonna be a good game to watch regardless. <laughs> and uh, uh, I really always like Philadelphia games. I like gritty. I uh, I like I like it all. So anyway, without with, uh, without further ado, I think uh, I think we knocked this one on the head. It's really great to see all you guys in one place again. We almost connected at a. DHP camp over the over the summer. Almost. We'll yeah, talk almost. about that some more uh, at a later date. But uh, again, a big thank you to the Delaney Hockey Program for coming on board, sponsoring this uh, this mismatch, this motley crew we got going on here. Um, <laughs> this this year, we're gonna hoping to talk a lot more. We're, we're always gonna talk a lot of Leafs hockey. You're always gonna get a lot of that. We'll try to get the odd guest on again, like like we always do, and uh, maybe even talk a little bit more some local hockey and some growlers hockey. So get some other. Some other takes here because we got a huge fan base from Newfoundland and a huge, huge fan base from Southern Ontario. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, links to the boys. Movembers will be in the uh, in the chat below. All right, I guess that's it. Peace out. Cheers.